What's up? Welcome back to the True Talk Podcast. I'm Savannah Grace, in case you don't know. And welcome to True Talk Tuesday, y'all, where we just have honest conversations. But I'm excited because this week is, um, you know, most, most people know what this week is. But this week is special because it is Passover week, which means this Friday is Good Friday. And this Sunday is Easter Sunday and Resurrection Sunday, where we just get to celebrate Jesus and just, you know, this is the weekend where, you know, it's, it all changed for us Christians where he sacrificed himself and just, it's a wonderful and amazing weekend and I'm so excited. And if you do not have a local church to go to for Easter, even though I know that there are tons, our wonderful church is having two services at Redemption of the Nations in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So I already know my pastor is going to speak an amazing message. I'm excited. You should be there. If you're looking for a home church to go to on Easter, the Spirit's going to be moving. I already know God's got something crazy, amazing planned there. So come on to our, come on over to our house at our church and uh, not our physical house, but our church house. Come on over to our church and come give us a visit. I know we would love to see you, but let's just go ahead and dive right into today because um, God, I feel like has laid um, a message on my heart just to kind of encourage you and, um, you know, break off some pressure off of yourself. Um, and so I'm excited um, because I'm actually going to be teaching this at a Bible study here in a couple of weeks. And so, um, you know, I'm just, I'm excited. This is a good message. But I wanted to talk today about, um, you know, man-made pressure or, you know, we've talked about peer pressure, but I just want to talk about pressure from man and just pressure that can come from those things and so I'm going to be coming from let me grab my bible I'm going to be coming from Mark chapter 7 and um at this point Jesus is talking about inner purity and this is whenever Jesus is basically saying any and all food like you know there's no limits to meats or things like that you know we can have it all and so he's talking about that but There's a part in this that, you know, caught my eye today that the Holy Spirit kind of just was speaking to me on and gave me some things, but it's Mark chapter 7, and it starts at verse 5. I'll start at verse 5, and it says, So the Pharisees and teachers of religious law asked him, Why don't your disciples follow our age-old tradition? They eat without first performing the hand-washing ceremony. Jesus replied, You hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. And that is the part that I wanted to hone in, is they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. And, um, you know, as I was just thinking and praying about that, God just began to speak to me about how, you know, we can allow so much pressure from man come from, you know, coming from these people around us. And it can feel like it's pressure from God. It can feel like what these people believe is a command from the Lord. And, you know, my first part that I wanted to say was, you know, Man-made pressure is hard. It, it can look like the fear of man. It can look like a lot of things. But the first thing is that being obedient to the will of God will not always make sense to others, and that is okay. You know, in, in their sight, what, what the disciples were doing did not make sense to the, the Pharisees. And they were like, 
trying, which, I mean, again, the Pharisees were trying to find every single thing wrong with literally the perfect man with Jesus. So if they were, if they could find something, they would. And so the disciples were doing things and they had found freedom in God and freedom in Jesus that the Pharisees had not yet found because the disciples knew he was the Messiah. There were some of them that knew he was the Messiah. He, they knew he was a savior. And so they were walking in freedom that the Pharisees had found. And so because the Pharisees believed that, you know, they were walking in the wrong, they were like, hey, Jesus, like, aren't you going to get on to them? Aren't you going to do these things? And, and, you know, Jesus was like, uh-uh, like, you're teaching these things as if they're commands from God when they're just your traditions. They're just how you do. And I think so often in life we can see people will, like, harp on people for things and be like, you know, oh, like, we've done this for years. The church has done this for years. Like, or like one of my favorite, favorite things that I say favorite, not really favorite, but it is to hear people complain about is like the lights or the smoke in church. And they're like, you know, back then the church was this, this, and this, and it was just simple. And it was this. And people will complain about those kinds of things and, you know, complain about the type of music in church. It's too fast. It sounds too much like a party. And they make, they try to make you feel, or the the people at the church, they try to make you feel like you are a sinner because you are worshiping different than they are. You're worshiping with a different sound than they are. You are doing things different. And, but they're acting like they're commands from the Lord. And my favorite response is, I'm like, have you read Revelation where there's lightning and thunder around the throne? And I'm like, y'all, heaven's not going to just be a silent place. Like heaven is going to have the most beautiful sound, the most beautiful lights, the most beautiful imagery. Like what we do on this here on this earth can't even compare to it. And, you know, so people will try to pressure you and make you feel like because that's what they believe that you should be condemned for that. And so that's the first thing that I want to say is being obedient to God's will will not always make sense to others. And that's okay. I don't think it's supposed to. I think when God speaks to you, I think that, you know, when it doesn't make sense to others is right when God's in the middle of it. You can have people who will speak against you. You can have people who will say, well, you know, you got to use wisdom. Yes, wisdom and the Holy Spirit work perfectly well together. And I think that God will give you wisdom and what to do when walking in faith. But it did not make sense to the natural eye. It did not make sense for logic for Gideon's army to go from 300,000 men to 300 men. People, if I mean, imagine if people would have told Gideon, you need to use wisdom and why, yes, he did need to use wisdom, but not the wisdom they're referring to. They're referring to, you need to gather, you need to gather. And God was saying, no, I want to refine your army because I want to show you that it's my hand moving. It's my power moving. And so I think that's the first thing is just one, like you have to stand firm and know that you have to stand firm on what God has spoken to you. And I wrote this down, empty hands and an obedient heart is a perfect opportunity for God's miraculous power to shine through. I mean, you look at Moses and you look at Gideon and they, 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 I mean, Moses had nothing. Moses literally told God, no, don't use me. Use someone else. And God was like, I want to use you. You have flaws, you have mistakes, but that just goes to shows it's like through your weakness. Like I will be the one to strengthen you. I will be the one to give you the power. And so I think in our life, whenever it comes to things, like we have to know, like, 
it doesn't always, it's not always going to make sense to others. And people are going to say things. People are going to be cruel. People are going to try to make you feel like you're a bad Christian. But that is where you have to stand firm and say, no, like I'm trusting what I've heard God speak to me and I'm trusting what he says. And so my next point that I wanted to go on is that your opinions, this one might sting a little bit, your opinions should not be the foundation of your actions. Now, let me go a little bit into explaining that because I feel like there's like a fine line of this, but, you know, whenever whenever I was praying about this scripture and, you know, the Holy Spirit was just downloading things to me, you know, these men's opinions on what they thought were was what they were using to condemn or to, to make the disciples feel bad or try to make them feel like they're less than or they're these sinners and these horrible things. And, you know, they were so caught up in tradition and their own opinions that they were condemning the disciples for going against their ways. And Jesus was like, hey, like, nuts, not, there's no command in the Bible that says, like, you got to wash your hands. That's just tradition. That was their tradition. And, you know, I think we see a lot of people today who will abuse the word of God to form their opinion. I mean, I actually wrote these down. It says, it's in Proverbs 18 two. It says, fools have no interest in understanding. They only want to air their own opinions. Like y'all, that is in the Bible. And like, you know, we have so many people today who just want to, just want to air out their own opinions. And if you don't agree with them, then, oh, well, I can't love you if you don't, if you're not going to agree with me. Like, oh, I can't, I can't walk in unity with you if you're not going to agree with me. Like, you know, where did this come from? You know, Jesus called the body of Christ to be one. That doesn't mean we have to be in agreement over everything. That just means we are coming together to worship Jesus, to worship our Lord and Savior, and declare that He is Lord. You know, we we I don't have to agree everything you agree with. We probably agree with different things, and that's okay. But don't use your opinion as a stone to throw it against somebody else. You know, <clears throat> If Jesus, the perfect blameless lamb, wouldn't even throw a stone at a woman, who are you to throw a stone at somebody just because you believe or agree with something different? Like, I know that sounds kind of mean, but it's the truth that if Jesus, the perfect lamb, the perfect one who says you without sin, throw the stone and he didn't even throw the stone and Jesus was perfect. Jesus had never sinned. He didn't even throw the stone. And, you know, so if he's not even going to throw the stone, who do you think you are that you're so much better than Jesus that you can throw your stone? And, you know, it says in 1 Corinthians 9, 8, am I expressing merely a human opinion or does the law say the same thing? And this kind of goes in my next topic about, or my next point with this, but, you know, be careful that when you are harping on somebody about something or you're trying to get it, that one that it's covered in love, you know, that I think so often we think that, you know, if it's covered in love, that it's not going to be, you know, it's like they need to understand, they need to know. But it's like when you have it covered in love, you can speak, you can speak kind of, oh, I don't want to say harsh, but you can speak kind of maybe truthful things that may sting a little bit in a loving and kind way that will still impact just as much as if you were to scream it at them or something like that. But, you know, make sure that whatever it is that you're doing, that either you are doing it from the aspect of love and that it is something that, you know, you feel God is 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 pushing on you to share with somebody or if somebody is pushing something on you that you don't necessarily agree with. And I go into this in the next thing, then make sure that you take it before God and you say, okay, God, if, if this is something that I don't agree with, is it because 
my flesh or I just, you know, I don't want to agree with it because it kind of hurts and it kind of stings and I have to discipline and control myself? Or is it one of those things that, you know, I don't feel peace at? It's the spirit giving me discernment. But that was my next point. Kind of goes into it, but it says, be careful what you allow to come into your heart and influence your life. You know, we have to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to lead us and to give us guidance and discernment when things come into our lives. And, you know, whether that be what people say to us, you know, I've had, I've had tons of people who have had me question, who've questioned me on things, who have been like, you know, especially whenever I made the choice not to go to college and like, you know, people were like, well, are you making a bad choice? Like you need to have a plan B, you need to have this, you know how to have that. And, you know, again, I don't have anything against college. This is just my story. This is what I'm walking out and living out. This is what I've heard. But I have nothing against it. If you want to go, go have fun. Do what God's called you to do. I have nothing against it. But this is my story. But I had people who were like, you need to plan B, Savannah. Like, you need this. Like, you you, you really need to go to college. And you really need to get that degree. And you really need to do that. So if, if something ever fails out, if it ever fails in life, you know, you have that to back up on. And I'm like... I mean, yeah, logic, that that makes sense. But God is my plan A, B, C, D, E. Like, he's, he's it all. And if this is where God is leading me, and, you know, for a while that did. It confused me. I, I went back and forth, back and forth, and I was like, oh, do I need this? Do I not need this? But I ultimately, at the end of the day, I had to make the choice to say, God, I'm my confidence isn't found in the degrees isn't found in the titles behind my name, isn't found in the recognition of what people see me as. My confidence and my identity is found in what you have called me to be. It is in what you have said. So if this is what you've said is for me to consecrate myself and not go to college and and spend time doing what you've called me to do, God, I give that to you and I will do it. And guys, there's been moments where I've been around some of my friends who are at college and you know, I hang out with them and I, I the enemy will sliver in and he's like, man, you're missing out. You're missing out. And I'm like, yeah, that FOMO hits at times, but at the end of the day, I know that I'm walking in the will of God for my life, and there's more satisfaction found in the will of God than there is in any praises or pleasure of men or women or anything like that. There is more satisfaction and more more joy and peace found when you're walking in the will of God than when you're walking in the ways of men. And so that was the first thing that I wanted to say, or that was one of the things I wanted to say is just, you know, be careful what you allow to come in. If someone does speak that over you, you have the power, you have the word of God to be able to cut that off of yourself and say, Lord, they spoke this over me, but I, I rebuke it. And I declare life in this area that they are believing death over me. I declare life. And I believe the words of life are going to be stronger than those words of death that they spoke. And, you know, like I said, people will try to use what they believe to stone you, but you are called to stand firm on what the Holy Spirit spoke to you. Filter it through the Word of God. My favorite thing is if someone gives me something or if someone gives me advice or something like that, first thing I ever go do is if I if I am like, confused on something, I love going to Proverbs. Just reading just random, or random Proverbs, listening to it in the mornings on the way to work, on the way to wherever I'm going, just listening, and it's just like, it's everyday daily advice. You know, it's like, okay, like, be kind of it. Like, it's just, it's simple, but yet so profound daily advice. So whatever it is that someone may be giving you, whether that be advice, whether that be, you know, their wisdom or their opinions on something, filter it through the word of God and filter it through the power of the Holy Spirit saying, Holy Spirit, I, I'm really confused at this. I really, really, really am. I don't know what I'm doing. I feel like I'm lost. It makes no sense. But somehow I feel your peace. So I just need a little bit of understanding and a little bit of guidance and discernment as to what's going on. And I think sometimes 
you know, the Holy Spirit, we're so go, 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 go. And it's like, Holy Spirit, why aren't you speaking to me? Like, while I'm doing this. And I think God's like wanting to reserve some of our time. So I encourage you, just a little, just a little tidbit to add in there. If you haven't, stop and spend time with God today. Stop and spend 10, 15 minutes where you are not, not distracted at all. You are not wondering what is going on around you. You are not on your phone scrolling through Instagram mindlessly or scrolling through YouTube mindlessly or scrolling through Facebook or Twitter or social media, whatever it is that, that it takes your mind off things and the things that you may not want to deal with. I encourage you just to go and spend time in the Word of God and say, God, I feel so confused. This is what people are saying about me. And there's parts of me that really, really, really wants to believe it. But I know that you have spoken something different. I know that you have said something different. And I know that you're leading me and guiding me on this journey. So help me, give me peace and guidance and discernment of what direction it is that you're calling me to. Spend some time with God. Just just stop, you know, tell him your heart, cast your cares to him, and then stop talking and just let him speak. Let him do the work. You're not called to do the work of healing on your own. You are called to let him come and fill you. Let the Holy Spirit fill you and let the Holy Spirit do that work within you. You know, (laughs) I literally, I wrote that down. You know, we're called to guard our hearts and what comes inside, you know, defiles us. It says it a couple verses down. It says, and he added, it is what, you know, because they're asking about like, you know, if we eat food or stuff like that. And Jesus is like, you know, can't you see that food put into your body cannot defile you? Food doesn't go into your heart, but only what passes through the stomach and then goes into the sewer. And then he added, it is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within, out of a person's heart comes evil thoughts, sexual, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these vile things come from within. They are what defile you. And guys, this is something that God has been teaching me. It is so important to be careful about what you're ingesting and what you're taking in. You know, I wrote this down. Stop binge watching those shows, listening to that music, or filling your time with things that draw you away from the heart of God. You know, I I see and hear so many people, and this is just my opinion, you know, if you don't you know, again, my opinion, if you don't want to believe, if you don't want, if it doesn't work for you, that's fine, but that's just me, but, um, you know, I, I see so many of my generation who, um, and not even my generation, just people in general who are like, oh, well, you know, I just binged watched this show, and it's just so good, and I just, I need more, I need more, I can't wait for them to come out with a new season, and y'all have done that, I have so done that so many times, and I do, I do enjoy watching stuff, but I see, you know, then they talk about how they're dealing with anxiety and they're dealing with, you know, lack of peace and they're dealing with a lot of fear and a lot of this and a lot of that. And I'm like, I think sometimes we can get so caught up in this make-believe world on a TV or on a computer screen or on our phone screen and then we leave it and it's like, oh, reality hits that this, this didn't do nothing for me. This did not fill my spirit. And it Chances are it probably drew me away from the heart of God. It probably drew me away and, and didn't it filled my flesh but it didn't fill my spirit. And, you know, drawing away or diving away from the heart of God and intimacy with God opens the door for easier access to man made peer pressure. So it's like, God, I'm really struggling with these things. Well, how about today make the choice? Like I said last week, make the choice to, you know, whatever choices, like glorify God through your choices. That week was with food, you know, and fueling ourselves the right way. This week is spiritually. Make the choice to fuel yourself spiritually, you know. Discipline yourself and say, man, I really, really, really want to go binge watch this show and, you know, do this. But God, I'm actually going to make the choice to, 
you know, go read my Bible today. Go read a couple Psalms or Proverbs. Go read some stories in the Gospels. I'm going to make that choice today. And, you know, you may not leave with, you know, heaven opening revelation, but you may leave with something. I, I actually, I know you will leave with something that will fill you because this is the word of God and it will fill your heart. And, you know, like it says, what comes from your heart, you know, it, it, it can either defile you or it can, it can define you, you know? And so you're worth so much more than just to idle your time and thoughts away to something that does not benefit to you. And I think we forget that, you know, that we have worth and value and, you know, I think when we just spend our time idling it on things like social media or on things like, you know, and I'm just using my my weaknesses is, is just to go on social media and just to binge watch these things or sit through TikTok or Instagram for hours. I love, you know, my flesh loves to do that kind of stuff, but I always leave feeling heavier. And so I want you, I want to encourage you today, go and do something that lifts you, that feeds you, that fuels you in the right way. Go read the word of God. Go listen to worship music. Make that choice in your car and saying, you know, normally I always play, you know, hairstyles or one, or I was about to say One Direction. I don't even think people listen to them anymore. <laughs> but, you know, it, wherever it is that you're at, say, God, I actually want to draw close, close, closer to your heart today. Excuse me. I want to draw closer to your heart today. So I'm just going to play this and I want to invite you and I want to worship you with my heart in this moment. I want to give you what you're worthy of in this moment. And I think that you'll see that as you do that, as you as you give open open your heart up to God and you give more to Him and you give more time to, for Him, you'll see more peace in your life. You'll see more joy in your life. You'll see more freedom in your life. And I think you'll even start to perceive things differently. You know, when we're caught up in bondage, we see things from the bondage point of view, from the slave's point of view. But when we are in freedom, when we are walking out of captivity, when we're walking in freedom, we see things from a totally different point of view, you know. And so I just want to encourage you today to go and make that choice to say, God, I am going to draw closer to you today. I'm going to go read my word today. I'm going to go. And I like y'all, any of the four, any of the gospels, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, any of those or Acts, any of those, you can read those and you'll just, you'll get blessed by it so much. You'll get blessed by anything in there. But if you don't know where to start, just start there. Just start in the gospels and just, they, it, it will it will make your day. You know, I wrote this, don't succumb to man-made commands that don't draw you closer to God or have God in the center of it. You know, people can say things, people are going to say things to you that are going to try to tear you down. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to know that God is your foundation. God is your cornerstone. He is the thing that, you know, no matter how much people try to shake you in life, He is the thing that is going to hold you and He's going to, He's going to be the one to carry you and guide you through it. So I want to end it on a different note, but I want to ask three questions for you to take on your, um, as we end this podcast, for you to just kind of go on a journey if, you know, you want to do that. But so here are three questions that you can kind of take from today and do a little bit of digging on yourself. So the first question is, what are some lies from religion or man that you're believing about yourself, whether that be you know, thoughts that you just, you just believe, you just believed it from since you were a kid, but it doesn't align with the word of God. You know, whatever three lies, ask the Holy Spirit to come in and show you three lies that you may be believing about religion or about yourself. Second question, what are three truths in God's word, the Bible that cancels out those lies? You know, so if you were, say you're believing you're unloved, I believed that for a really long time. 
and I was like, people just are doing these things because they feel like they have to, like, you know, and I just didn't feel loved for a really long time from people, and I begin to find in God's word, Jeremiah 31, 3, I have loved you with an everlasting love. And I just, every time that lie popped into my mind, I was like, nope, this is what the word of God says. And I will stand firm on the word of God. I will stand firm on what God says. And so I canceled out that lie. And, and over time, I broke that habit of believing that lie that, you know, I was unloved. And I was like, nope, I know I'm loved because this is what the word of God says. So whatever those three lies are that you, that you felt the Holy Spirit showed you that you're believing about yourself, you know, write those down. And then I encourage you to go into the Word of God and find the truths to cancel out those lies and begin to write those truths on the tablet of your heart so that whenever you are, you know, you have that moment where you just habitually and you're just out of habit believing that, you can say, nope, nope, I remember this. I'm going to renew my mind. I'm going to break off that lie and I'm going to speak the truth of God's Word. And the last question, is there something that God has asked you to do that doesn't make sense to others? And this is just a simple question just for you to reminisce on, you know, maybe a time in your life where God asked you to do something that didn't make sense and you did it and now you're on the other side of it and you're like, man, I'm so thankful that I did it. Or maybe there's been a time in your life when God asked you to do something and you didn't do it. You know, whatever whatever side of the spectrum it is that you're on, I just want to encourage you, just stop and dwell on God's goodness. Dwell on where God has brought you from. And, you know, if there's been something that hasn't made sense to others, but it, it you know, God asked you to do it, then I just encourage you just to say, well, God, you know, what happened there? <laughs> what happened? And, um... So I just, I encourage you, draw closer to God today because I promise you, He wants to speak to you. He wants to heal your heart and areas and things in your life. He wants to touch you and He wants to work on you. And He, ultimately, He wants to love you. So that is, that's that's it, y'all. That is today's podcast. Um, I have been, you know, working on some stuff. And I know I said the website was supposed to be out soon. We had some technical issues and I'm so sorry. But I promise you, it is coming, you guys. The website is coming. Our, our merch is coming. I'm really excited. And I, I just cannot wait for you guys to see what all we have been working on because it has been... It's been a lot. You should you should just see the work area. It's crazy, but it's super exciting. Um, as I say, all the time, there's no better person to be than who God created you to be. So go out, be that person, be it confidently, you know, just be who God created you to be and know that you are absolutely loved beyond measure. I love you guys, and I hope you guys have enjoyed this week's episode of the True Talk Podcast and True Talk Tuesday, and I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. All right, I love you guys, and I'll talk to you later. Bye, guys.